What's up, guys? It's Lisa, founder of FitCamp360, Inc., and we are back with another episode of Professionally Fit. So as you know, Professionally Fit is a podcast usually dedicated to professional women who are soaring in their enterprises and their fields while still maintaining their health and wellness. However, today is super special because we're actually having our first man on Professionally Fit. I thought it was really, really important to kind of reach out to um, our, our men today and talk about how they maintain their health and wellness and all their other responsibilities while still maintaining a lucrative career. Very special today, I have one of my good friends, Mr. Napoleon Harrington, who is the founder of Ambassador Counseling in Southfield, Michigan, and he is also dubbed the Courage Counselor. Napoleon, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, and I'm, I'm very happy to be one of the first fellas to be on the show. <laughs> Thank you for remembering that the fellas are out here. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, me and Napoleon, guys, we work together quite often. And as many of you guys know, especially our clients, he is actually our personal and professional development coach for Fit Camp 360. So, and we talk often, even sometimes about his own personal workout regimen. So oh, it just yeah. hit me like, why not have you on the show? <laughs> oh, yeah. And actually, that, that interval uh, training that you gave me, the 20 minutes and then the incline, I'm telling you, it's working better. Yes. I enjoy it. Good. Enjoy it. Well, it still hurts, but I enjoy it. Good. As long as it. it still hurts, that means it's yeah. still working. It's so, still working. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Napoleon, um, let's start off by giving the listeners a little glimpse into your life, the many hats that you wear on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I know you're a wonderful husband. I know you're an entrepreneur. I know you have other projects you're working on. You coach me and my business quite often. And so I know you're a lot of things to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, I'm glad you picked out the first and most important role first as husband. Yes. Um, Faith Harrington would really appreciate after she hears this <laughs> that um, yeah that that's my first um, that's my first role and most important. Uh, we live by a, a philosophy that we would rather be um, uh, we don't want to be uh, private uh, failures and public successes. And so she keeps me honest, and I love her very much. So thank you. Here's your shout out, boo. Um, <laughs> But also, uh, I'm an adjunct faculty member for a couple of area colleges where we do uh, a lot of teaching mm -hmm. um, in psychology, human services, and some social sciences. Um, and we also uh, are doing a lot of work with uh, a variety of different organizations that need psychological support, that might need some mental health support, and even, like you mentioned, the coaching and wellness piece that's really important in people's lives. So uh, a lot of hats. Um, very involved in um, anything related to building the mental health and wellness yes. of people. So a lot of hats, and like like you continue to encourage me and remind me that your health and your wellness is extremely important. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. You know, when one of the reasons I started Fit Camp 360 and one of the things, um, kind of loopholes that I noticed in the health and wellness industry was our lack of attention to mental health when it comes mm -hmm. to trying to make um, a big change in your life and whatever that looks like, whether it is just trying to lose, you know, 20 or 30 pounds, that still requires a lot out of, out of an individual. Yeah. And I know when you're going through things in your life, those barriers, they need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I brought you on to help with our clients um, and you've been amazing up until this point. Awesome. So tell us, how do you stay professionally fit? How do you, are, are how are you all those things to everyone, but still make your health and wellness a priority? Well, it, one of the big philosophies that I've always stuck with is where your mind goes, the rest of your body follows. Um, and if your mind is in some rough places, then your body's going to go right there with you. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the things that I've always kind of kept as important is 
I have to have a healthy me in order to be uh, healthy for anybody else. So mm-hmm. that would mean kind of being the 360 part of the Fit Camp 360, which means not just physically being well, but mentally being well and yes. emotionally being well and spiritually being well. Yes. So uh, I try to keep a regimen intact that keeps me consistent with my spiritual well-being goals, my health well-being goals, uh, my psychological well-being goals. So yes. bottom line, I try to attack um, in, attack it from those three areas because if you don't, yes. you're going to be completely out of balance. And I don't, I don't, I don't do out of balance really well, just yes. like the rest of the world. <laughs> right. Know? Most of us don't. Um, perfect. Perfect key word there was balance. It mm-hmm. is one of the most controversial things when it comes to life, right? How do I balance family? How do I balance work? How do I ba- balance my spiritual health? How do I balance all these things and make sure they're all attended to, Yeah, you know, equally. Absolutely. And I think one of the myths that we need to diminish today is that balance doesn't look the same and balance doesn't mean equal on both sides. Right. You know, one of the things just on a basic, you know, molecular level, one of the things people like to say is in their diet when they make, you know, they have pizza or burgers today when they know they should have been eating something healthier, they say balance, Uh right? Uh And I think it's important to realize that balance doesn't mean 50-50. Yeah. If you're really balancing your diet in that way, that means 50% of the time you're eating junk and 50% of the time you're eating healthy. And I think it's to just be way more in favor of the healthier stuff, right? Yeah. So balance doesn't have to mean that it's equal on both sides. So what does balance mean for you and your definition in your life? Yeah. Balance for me simply means making sure that I'm making the best choices for myself to keep myself as healthy as possible yes so it's about best uh best choices okay as opposed to anything else um yes i won't lie to you yes i do have my hamburger yes i love my fries and we talked about that yeah um but i don't eat them (laughs) as often as i used to because balance for me is being able to be uh in a healthy uh in a healthy place emotionally mentally and physically so that I can make the most of my life. Right. Um, so I definitely would suggest that making sure, you know, people are uh, doing their best to stay focused on what their goals are um, and get closer to what their their best idea of their highest sense of self will be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So really being tuned in to what you need as an individual. Absolutely. Versus trying to follow the crowd or do what you see everyone else is doing. Or give in to those urges and emotions that you have because sometimes people get in, in really engaged in eating emotionally. Yes. And if you get engaged in eating emotionally, you'll find yourself stuck very often in that same regiment. And mm-hmm. yeah, of course, the pounds pack on, but even worse than pounds is what it's doing to your body internally. Yes. So. Uh, balance is really about making sure that your body's in balance, your mind's in balance, and that you're uh, in a place where you can be proud of. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because we need people like yourself functioning at optimal health. Mm-hmm. Because you, there's no way you can give all that you have to offer if you're not in a good place, healthy, physically, yeah. mentally, right? And so that's going to take some effort on your part. Yeah. And we just have to be honest and identify that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's um break it down. Let's give us some real like what does your day look like? When do you get your workouts in? How long do they usually last? And what you know, what do they do for are you a morning guy, a late night guy? I'm I'm a little bit of both and which okay. it drives me crazy because I need to pick which one I want to do. So there are some seasons where I function really high early in the morning. Okay. And I think that's usually the uh I'm trying to catch the most of the daylight. So put it this way. Uh in the winter months or the fall and winter, I'm usually a very early morning guy. In the spring and the summer, I'm a late night guy. Mm. Um, and it's funny because I want to get the most of the daylight that I can because it helps me function the way that I feel like I should function. 
So when I'm going to the gym during the fall and the winter, I'm usually up close to about 5 o'clock and I'm getting in the gym and I'm trying to get it in before I get into the office and see my first patient. Okay. Um, and a lot of times in the afternoon slash evening, I'm, I'm in classes, so I can't really get to the gym then. Okay. So after seeing patients during the day or doing some workshops or what have you, I usually teach my classes in the evening. Okay. So that's kind of what my winters look like, or my fall and winters. And then my spring and summers are a little bit lighter on the class side, okay. uh, but again, still active on the patient side. So I tend to get to the gym more on the evenings or sometimes early afternoons. Mm -hmm. Those are pretty cool, by the way, those early afternoon hitters. Mm -hmm. um, when I get in there in the early afternoons, it, it, it makes me feel better because it gives me a, a kick of energy toward the end. Ooh. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, and so so sometimes I, when I go in the afternoon slash evening, it's pretty good. But then I have to shut myself down towards right. the evening. So I think that that probably kind of works on my cycle, too. So, yes. Yeah, yes. so that's when I get my workouts in. But throughout the day, I do my absolute best. And I'm, I'm, I got my, my Boy Scout hand up so you can see it, Lisa. <laughs> um, literally, I do my best to eat my best during the day because I want to not just maintain the results of the working out. Yes. Um, but it helps me to feel better. I spend a lot of time sitting down with people, giving them mental energy, emotional energy, and just being present. If I've eaten something that's got a whole bunch of um, uh, caffeine or lethargic giving uh, elements to it, then I can find myself in a really di un uncomfortable position while I'm working with mm. people, and they need me to be present. Mm. So I'm not just eating for me to be healthy. I'm also eating so I can be present for them because... They need me to be present because mm -hmm. I'm dealing with people's lives, and I think that's pretty important. I agree. Yeah. I agree. This is really brilliant because you're the first person we've had on this show. When I ask people their workout regimen, it's usually like first thing in the morning, 5 a.m., that's what I do, that's where I am, that's where I live. Yeah. And you're the first person to say, you know, it's seasonal for me. Mm -hmm. And I really like that flexibility, and mm -hmm. I like that you've identified that that's what works for you because sometimes it's drilled into us that, you should be up and out of the bed every morning. You maybe start your day working on yourself. And that doesn't work for everyone. Because yeah. I'm like you. I'm not going to work out at 5 a.m. It's not going to happen. But I have friends, colleagues, whatever, that that's their time. That's their only time they can get it in. Yep. And But I love that midday lifting rush. You yep. know, I love maybe a late evening jog. Um, so I love that, that cyclical yeah, that schedule. I really admire that. And, you know, it, I'm sure it makes both myself and some of our listeners feel comfortable that it's OK if you're not an early morning person workout, you know, yeah. it's OK if you're not, you know, top of the day yep. that just do it when you feel like you need it. Yeah. And my schedule gets interrupted a lot. And so right. the consistency is not very I can't depend on the consistency per right. se. because right. I might have to be out of town for a conference at a particular point. And all right. That. So long story short, I'm, I have to change it up. So that it makes sense for the uh, for the for my calendar. Right, right. I like that. And um, and then one of the most important things I think you mentioned as well was eating to be mentally healthy because you absorb so much mm -hmm. from your clients. Mm -hmm. Right, they're dumping their emotions on you. All these things, these stories, things you have to, you know, filter through and get to the bottom of. And you specifically said, if I'm pouring all this caffeine refined sugar, all this excess fat, trans fat into my body, mm -hmm. I know how that makes me feel. Mm -hmm. And I know that I can't focus and give them what they need of me mm -hmm. if I'm not, 
you know, giving my body what it needs. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a big deal. I think a lot of us um, and a lot of our listeners probably hold jobs or responsibilities that require us to be mentally present. Absolutely. And people just sometimes don't understand the connection between literally how you fuel your body Absolutely. with food and beverage mm-hmm. and how that translates to how you function. Mm-hmm. And so talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. What I think is important to pay the closest attention to is whatever you put into your body is actually going to fuel it towards some end. Mm. And so um, there are literally foods that can affect your mental health. Yep. There are foods that will um, depress you and there are uh, supplements and vitamins that will um, uplift you. So um, there's mood stabilizing foods and um, there's a lot of things that you can eat. And in terms of, uh, in some sense of a vitamin support, can help pull you away from uh, symptomatic depressions and things that your people are feeling and get them in a better place of functioning. Mm -hmm. So um, what you fuel your body with can literally put you in a position where you're feeling uh, much better Mm -hmm. and managing symptoms that you didn't think you could manage before. Absolutely. That's 100% true. One of the... um, Key things I learned in one of my nutrition courses um, about food for a better mood, which is like, like you said, from a scientific standpoint, mm-hmm. like orange foods help release serotonin. And so we're looking at your mangoes and your apricots and your sweet potatoes, right? Mm-hmm. And then your green leafy foods help release the dopamine. But people don't understand that those foods actually, like your food, mm-hmm. Has a direct effect on your mental health. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's so heavy, and I and I'm really glad you brought that to the table because so it's so important. It is. I hope you guys are listening. These are brilliant nuggets that Mr. Harrington is <laughs> dropping on us right now. I love it, love it. So let's um transition a little bit and talk about um how you um, maintain your health and wellness in with regards to the people you surround yourself with. It has mm-hmm. been kind of a uh, a big thing lately, and I think it's important. But when you when you talk about your support circle, yeah, or your squad, yeah, right? Who is in your life? Do you have you keep an optimist near you, a pessimist? Do you keep a yes man? Do you keep you know? Do you have a coach or a mentor? Like, how do you make sure you're staying on task? Yeah, well, friend, I, I learned this phrase a long time ago, and I've always kept it with me. And it's friends are gifts that we give ourselves, mm-hmm. and the people that you support, uh, that support you, and are willing to invest in you. Those are the people that you need to keep around you as often as possible because mm-hmm. the other folks, the pessimists, the negative folks, mm-hmm. they're going to find themselves, you're going to find yourselves around them because they're unavoidable. Yes. And I think that to some degree they work something in you or either work something out of you. But if you can choose to spend your time with somebody, choose to spend it with somebody who's actually making some investments. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a, a, a great spiritual thinker taught me one time to keep this perspective as well. Um, always have a Paul in your corner and always have a Timothy behind you. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically what that means is have a mentor that can kind of talk to you about where you want to go in the future. Mm -hmm. Have a friend that's there for you to talk now. So you always got to have a Nathan. That's the friend. Yeah. Um, And then the Timothy is is you mentoring somebody. Yeah. So I tend to surround myself with those three types of people, the Paul, the, uh, the Timothys, and then the Nathans. Um, I support I, I surround myself with those folks because they help me either attain somewhere, maintain somewhere, or reach back and bring somebody to another to another level. Mentors are extremely important because mm-hmm. they help push you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do have a mentor. He actually won Mr. Michigan uh, some years ago, 
and um, he's he he's just insane in what he's able to do. Glenn mm-hmm. McIntosh, he um, uh, he gets up at four forty five every morning, wow. works out, and he's he's a he's a picture of one of those guys who's able to just do so many different amazing things with his time and in, in his life mm-hmm. and. Um, he's been able to maintain a lot of uh, a lot of success, and he and I have actually been fortunate enough to do some work together nice. under um, his company, The A Game. Okay. Um, so go pick up that book, The A Game Movement. It's pretty cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, that there's been a lot of stuff that I've been able to have access to because I've surrounded myself with really good right. people. So quality people are who you should spend the most time with. Absolutely, because yeah. it's like we've said many times on this podcast, guys. It's the rule of the six. You know. Whatever your five top five people look like, you're gonna be the six. So if you're surrounded by five unmotivated people, people who are negative, we're not pressing you towards greatness, then you're gonna be the six, right? Yeah. And then and then it works in the opposite direction as well. Absolutely. So I think that's really important. Yeah. Well, Napoleon. So as we work towards wrapping up, we are going. We have two final questions for you. So the one um, of our signature questions is. What impact do you work towards leaving on the world? We're not concerned with how you make your money, but we're more concerned with the imprint or legacy you're looking to leave and how. what are you doing every day to ensure that happens? Well, the good thing is, and I'm glad you asked that question because we need more people asking that question to people who don't know the answer. Yes. Um, because if, once they hear the question, it helps to point their life in some direct purpose-driven style. So um, for me, I think what's most important is that I'm, pointing people towards gaining the courage towards hope or mm-hmm. gaining the courage towards what they're um, what they were born to do mm-hmm. I was born to counsel I was born to uh, encourage people towards uh, a sense of wellness that they that they may may have, may have never experienced right so I know what I was born to do and that's what I strive to do every day mm-hmm. um, I tell people a lot when I'm sitting down talking with them I say, um, you know, I live for moments when people at the end of the conversation say, man, it was good to talk to him today. Mm-hmm. Um, because what that does is it kind of points them in a direction that they, you know, that they feel some optimism or hope towards life. And that gives them encouragement to make better decisions. Mm. And so for me, that's that that's what I'm that's what I live for. Mm-hmm. I live to help provide the courage to make better decisions. Yes. Yeah, that is brilliant. Um. Not a lot of people know what they were born to do. Yeah. And I know that's a big struggle for a lot of people. I have personal friends who struggle every day with finding their purpose. Yeah. So I'm very, I just want to honor you and say I'm very proud of you for, you know, not only knowing but acknowledging and pursuing it. Because well, we have people who know but then don't pursue, right? Yeah. And so you can't keep it all to yourself. Mm-hmm. You, the meaning of life is to give it away. So I am really, um, I really admire that. And I yeah. think a lot of people are gonna are going to be encouraged and yeah. gain the courage to um, not only try and identify but pursue their purpose. So good for you. Well, thank you. And you're yeah. doing remarkable work too. Thank Absolutely you. Absolutely remarkable work. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so last, we always like to leave our listeners with some tips on how they can either maintain or gain their professionally fit status. So what are some three tips you would give to people to kind of working in and making their, let's put a mental health spin on it. Okay. All right, let's not just do a, talk about physical health, but some three tips that you can leave to make sure that they're staying mentally fit. Hmm. Well, mentally fit, I'd first say that uh, be brave. Mm. Um, being brave requires you doing things in the face of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, bring your courage to the table. You've got to make sure that if, you, that if you're going to face anything throughout the day, you bring your courage and you make sure you make it happen. The second thing that I think is important, 
the first mistake that any person can make is being afraid of making one. Mm. Um, your life is going to be full of bad choices, mistakes, things that you didn't think about before you got into it. Um, the good thing about life is that uh, you have another day to start all over again. Um, the future only comes one day at a time, mm -hmm. and you can recover from any decision that you've made that was difficult. So, um, so that kind of leads me to my third point is if you make a bad decision, make a decision to make a different decision mm -hmm. um, so that you can get a developed habit of uh, decision-making that points you in a, better, uh, in a better way. So if I were to give you those three points summed up again, it's really be brave. Um, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. uh, and once you've made a mistake mm -hmm. or a bad decision, make a decision to make a better decision. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's really great advice. You know, learn how to course correct. Because that's actually a hard lesson to learn. Sure is. You know, I think we've all been in a place where we made the same mistake mm -hmm. over and over and mm -hmm. over again. Yeah. Um, so it's just one of those things that's super simple to hear. And it sounds like it would be super simple to do. Yeah. But literally making the decision to not, not make the same mistake twice. Absolutely. Or make the same bad decision yep. twice. Yeah. Um, it's really, really good advice. I really, really love bring your courage to the table. Absolutely. You know, attack every task. You know, as if with the same zeal and zest that you would the first time doing it, you know, as if it's your last has, as if your legacy and your reputation is on the line. Um, I think sometimes we take things for granted, you know, and we kind of have to do things. So whether it's being a workout, um, starting a company, what, no matter how big or small it is. That's right. But I love bring your courage to the table um, and push through. That's right. David only beats Goliath if he throws a rock. Mm. He's got to throw the rock. Mm. You know? Wow. Yeah. This was so brilliant, Napoleon. Thank awesome. you. I really, really enjoyed this interview. Um, thanks for being our, you know, jump starting. Hey, the fellas are in the house. They are in the house. <laughs> they are in the house. And I think this was really important and monumental. So I hope um, some of our ladies share this with your husband, share them with your man. I mean, mental health is extremely important. Um, and again, Napoleon works with Fit Camp 360, so he's super accessible if anybody needs help with getting mentally fit. Ambassador Counseling in Southfield Mission. Let me just let him shout out. Shout out how they can get in touch with you, you know, social media, whatever needs to happen. Hey, first and foremost, like if you're interested in getting your Fit Camp on, make sure you follow up with uh, Lisa and Fit Camp 360. They are some fantastic uh, ladies and a team of fellas who are doing some remarkable work. So hit up Fit Camp 360. That's most important. Um, but if you're looking for um, mental health, emotional wellness needs, um, Ambassador Counseling and Resource Group, we're located in Southfield, Michigan. Um, you can catch us on Facebook at Ambassador Counseling. Um, also Twitter, Ambassador Counseling. Um, we got an Instagram site, but we got to post some more pictures. Um, <laughs> but definitely give us a call at 1-888-618-6226. Nice. One more time for me. 1-888-618-6226. Uh, 618-6226. Nailed it. I love it, love it. Again, guys, this has been another episode of Professionally Fit. New episode posted every Monday. Until next time, be well.